Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 26. Welcome to Shedding. Okay, some of you have already kind of like turned it off and or sped your, your podcast up because you're wondering what's going on. You know, it's a little tough sometimes whenever somebody's talking slow to wait for them to, to finish. And uh, part of that is because we don't have a lot of patience <laughs> anymore. Uh, if you're like me, a lot of times if I'm watching YouTube videos or things like that, if it's more than like 10 minutes long, I usually like I'm skipping through. I kind of get to what I want to see in content. And um, recently I, I uh, was had to take this online test to apply for kind of like a little side job thing that I was wanting to do and I had to watch these YouTube videos as a training the YouTube videos some of them were like 25 minutes long and rather than sit there and watch them in their full content I would kind of skip through to try and find the answers to this quiz that I was supposed to take and uh, I ended up failing that test three times so I had to take it a fourth time my wife helped me and we ended up watching all those videos but point goes to show uh, we don't like to wait a whole lot and so today in the podcast uh, toward the end we talk a little bit about that idea of, of having patience and if there's anything that you've learned through hunting probably the quickest thing that you've had to learn is patience. Uh, kids do not like to sit still. They don't like to sit in tree stands. They don't like to wait. They want to have action, and uh, or at least I did as a kid. And so learning that is incredibly hard. Learning just to wait and, and to not move or to, to, to just go slow. And I think that's uh, translate also into life a little bit. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm excited to have my guest on. Uh, today my guest, his name is Stephen. He is actually cousins with uh, Josh Castle. If you remember, Josh was on a few episodes ago, episodes ago. He um, is a guy that lives right next door to my buddy Travis Shire, and um, Josh and I became friends. He lives in Ohio here. Well, his cousin Stephen uh, r- uh, reached out to me and said he had a couple of really good Florida stories, and I thought it'd be kind of cool. It's a different world down there, different type of hunting, so I thought I'd have him on, and we had a fantastic interview with him, and I think you're going to like this. Uh, he talks a little bit about hog hunting, gator hunting, Osceola turkeys, and a little bit of everything else. So I think you're going to enjoy it. So we're going to jump into that here in just a second. Um, once again, uh, I'm not going to give the whole pitch thing. You guys know if, if you're already following me, I just want to say thank you. I've had a few folks say, hey, I've been listening to all your podcasts. Man, I, I'm just humbled that anybody would want to listen to this and listen to what I have to say. But the reality is I know you don't really uh, want to listen to what I have to say. You want to hear these stories. Um, and so uh, that's that's huge to me because I want average Joes to be able to come on and just share some really good hunting stories. And so I'm going to stop blabbering right now like I normally do. I'm just going to jump right in here and get this interview started with Mr. Stephen Castle. Hey guys, I am here with Stephen Castle. Uh, Stephen is a cousin to Josh Castle, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago talking about turkeys. And uh, Stephen's down in Florida. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Glad to be on the show. Um, I've been listening to your uh, podcast for the past couple months, and it's just, it's so cool how it's not only hunting related, it's faith related. And I know you like to touch on that. And I value all of that, so I really oh, thanks, enjoy man. your show. 
I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I you know, I, this episode we're kind of getting into back to the basics and and the basics. Sometimes podcasts can go different directions, and for me, I just love hearing hunting stories, meeting new people, and uh, haven't met you yet. So tell us a little bit about uh, you know who you are, where you're from, and all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm Stephen. I'm um, from from Florida, born and raised. Um, Josh is uh, dad, and my dad are brothers. So they actually all grew up here in Florida um, and moved to Ohio. Not sure exactly when Josh was real young, young boy Mm -hmm. Um, moved there. And um, they, all of them kind of combined have gotten me hunting because all the brothers uh, in that, the castle family all hunt. So it's uh, just like a family tradition, honestly. Yeah. So is that how you got into it? You're kind of raised in it? Yes. So yeah, I started, started hunting with my dad in central florida um really really um crazy hunting i uh i went a couple years i just wrote some notes down so i was going to tell you this i um went multiple years without even seeing an animal it was Mm. real you know down here real swampy and uh you got to look out for alligators and water moccasins and you know so i actually fell in love with the outdoors before i even fell in love with uh, hunting to be honest i uh when I started seeing animals, it was just even, I even loved it even more. So uh, my dad and I just had that bond since I was, I think I started hunting at six. And um, I'm, I'm 32. I've been hunting all those years with my dad. So it's, besides hunting, it's kind of a outlet to, uh, you know, spending time with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, what type of critters were you going after at a young age? Were you going alligator hunting? I mean, whenever I think of Florida, that's unfortunately, that's probably what pops in my mind more often than not is alligators, sharks on the coast, things like that. So what, what kind of uh, animals are you, are you chasing back then? So, uh, yes, alligator, we, we have done that, um, a couple of times, uh, probably Florida, probably mostly hog. We have tons of hogs. Um, they're just all over the place. Uh, they're overran, you know. They, uh, you know, how deer up north where you are can kind of become a nuisance. Well, mm-hmm. here that can kind of uh, become the same type of thing. So we never have a shortage of hogs. They're always all over the place, um, rooting around. And um, so I started probably hunting hogs first because they're we see more. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, as the older I get. And deer, obviously, but um, I'm actually yet to have harvested a buck. I've shot mm. a few does um, and a massive hog, but um, in the story, I'm about to tell you with a turkey, but um, other than that, I haven't honestly harvested a lot. I fish a lot, um, but uh, I, like I said, I've hunted a lot, but you know, in Florida, you don't, if you see something, it's gravy, it's icing on the cake, but um, <laughs> You uh, you really have to put your time in. You really, really do. So, they I think say, it's. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say they say if you can if you can harvest an animal in Florida, you can harvest an animal anywhere. Mm. So. That's a good thing to keep in mind. I think so many guys, especially guys like me, you know, you get frustrated whenever you go out in the woods and you don't see something. Yes. And we are we are so spoiled in some parts of the country to have the hunting that we do to be able to go out and see all kinds of wildlife and even if you don't get something at least you got to spend some time outdoors so I think 
that, that kind of puts it in perspective what you just said. Sometimes some some places you're just lucky to see an animal, and so uh, that's that's good. Good thoughts. So tell us. Uh, let's jump. I want to hear about that that giant hog or some of your hog stories because I'm I, I watched the video. If you go on our YouTube, you can watch Josh. I believe he oh, went down yeah. to Florida on his anniversary and yeah. uh, shot a hog out out there. And so I want to hear some of your your hog stories that you got. Okay, so uh, this this story, particularly with my nephew um, CJ, we um, we you know in some some parts of our I'm on a lease and um, seven seven thousand acres I believe we have about fifteen guys and um, you know certain we're allowed to do with with our uh, our land we're allowed to put food plots or whatever we want to do so on this particular one we had a uh, a food plot with you know with corn um for hog so we had been doing that for trying to you know drum up the hogs for i don't know a couple months um with my nephew you know spending a lot of time with him so one morning uh i think it was yeah it was during deer season um we uh went out um we get there you know how early you got to get there in the morning um and sat there for I don't know, maybe an hour. Um, I did, we didn't see anything. I was kind of thinking it was going to be one of those days where I didn't see anything. Um, and, you know, my nephew, you know, bumps me on the shoulder and says, I think I see a turkey. And this is probably the funniest part of the story. Like, I think I see a turkey. And I look and I'm like, buddy, do you mean the hog right there? That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the turkey. He, he, was, he was younger and... He was so excited to tell me he saw a turkey. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, I think that's a hog. So, you know, fortunately enough, he, he turned broadside and I, I got a good shot on him. Um, he actually went into the, uh, we have a lot of cabbage palms and we have a lot of uh, real, real thick brush. And of course, he ran into that. So without thinking, you know, when you're, you're excited and you harvest something, you're not always using all of your brain, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So I went in looking for the hog. Uh, I didn't even have a, a weapon on me. Afterwards, after we're cleaning and everything, I'm thinking God was with me there because I've heard horror stories of, of not only humans, but of dogs, you know, being attacked by hogs and everything. So yeah, I've, I've Luckily, heard that too. Um, yeah. My dad was down in Florida, quick story uh, relating to that. My dad was down in Florida and we were watching a, a parade. It was like the Thomas Edison Lights Parade or something. And uh, he was next to a guy and started talking to him. The guy was big into hog hunting. And my dad said, well, I've heard that's a little dangerous guy. I was like, oh yeah. He goes, last week I lost two dogs. So we got yes. into this, got, had this big hog and he killed two of my dogs. <laughs> and yes. just like... You know, and that's that's like I, I can't even fathom how big these pigs are, and they've got they've got like the tusks right too. Absolutely, yes, they, so can, they can be just, real dangerous. Yeah, they're razor sharp. Yeah, that that hog um, was a little over two hundred pounds, two twenty five, I believe, which which is a really really respectable hog. I have a picture of it on my Facebook. Um, I probably need to actually send you, but um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll post that. Real, what's that? Yeah, we'll definitely post that on on the uh, Instagram and all that. That'd be cool to yeah. see. Yeah, real memorable time with my my nephew. It's just so funny that he he's so excited. He, <laughs> I knew he knew it was a hog, but I mean, he's telling me it's a turkey. 
<laughs> do you still har- I imagine you still harass him a little bit over that, don't you? Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I sure do. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's exciting. So, any other uh, hog stories? Or I, you know, you mentioned gators. I'm I'm a little yes. curious. Have you had any luck gator hunting? Yes. So, uh, when I was about 16 or 17, yeah. Um, the the big thing with alligator hunting is you have to have an airboat. Generally, you can you can have them without it, but it just makes your life a lot easier. Um, so what you do with them, you have to get a permit. There's a whole thing with that. So you have to be fortunate enough to, you know get a lottery uh, pick. So um, the St. John's runs all through the east coast of Florida, on the yeah, east coast of Florida. That's where we, that's where we generally gator hunt. Um, so I went with my, one of my dad's buddies, as well as my dad. Um, we saw a gator that was about just under 11 foot, which is very respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's certain times you have to, you can hunt them. It, of course you, at night, so, which makes it even more uh, exhilarating, I guess. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, we just, it's kind of simple, honestly. It just takes a long time. We would use a treble hook, a lot of pound test, you know, kind of a big, big reel. You would uh, just throw it over him, and he's just going to go right when you hook him. He's just going to go to the bottom. You know, and you basically just wear them out. It takes, I I told my dad, I said, that felt like about 15 minutes. He said, no, you were fighting that for about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. So, yes. So you wear them out and they come to the, come to the boat. And I don't know if you even heard of this before, but uh, they make these, actually, you have to make them. It's called a bang stick. Okay. It, um, it, you just hit them right in the, you know, in the middle of the eyes with that. But um, it's a. I think what we had the cartridge we had was a 357 mm-hmm. and you just hit them with that and they're obviously lights out for them um, wow so uh, you know th- i think most people if they have any experience with this at all it's probably from watching swamp people kind of thing so they see uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> these guys go out there and it's a shoot them shoot them kind of quick thing and it's a lot of craziness is it anything like that or is the way it sounds like you guys did that a little bit different than what you see on tv yeah so I probably I did not add this part. So when I'm, you know, reeling it in, which like I said took a couple hours, uh, when it gets beside the boat before you can hit it with the, the bang stick, it's rolling. It's doing the death rolls right mm-hmm. by your boat, making a sloshing around and everything. Now that was that was scary because any time I feel like, you know, he could have easily invited himself into that boat. You know, oh, wow. um, real close to the boat. Um, and something that big, you know, just even even if you're even when you're in the moment, it's still the back of your mind, you know. So it's scary as much as it is fun, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it would have to be a rush. I mean, you know, the deer that I'm going after and the turkeys, you know, they're they're not trying to get me. Uh, so, no, no. You know, the fact that you try and chase something a, a predator like that that's yes. in the water that moves well in the water, you know, it's it's definitely a dangerous thing. So that's that's cool. <laughs> So yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So I'm looking at your uh, your profile picture here, and I'm seeing that you have uh, a big turkey down. And I know down there they have Aussie Ola. So have you had any success with uh, chasing Aussie Ola birds? Yes. Actually, this year. Or yes, this year. Yes. Um, first first day, opening day, um, which was in March, I believe. Um, 
Yeah, my dad and I, my nephew, all three of us were actually in the same blind. We um, we did our homework the year before. I called in real quick story. I called in a Tom, big Tom from about about a thousand yards. He came to within a views on a just a run running at us. Got to about a hundred yards, just outside of chuck and range. Um, and a hen came from our right side and just took him out of our out of our um, view. And about mm-hmm. a week later, we hear a guy talking about that same exact time. So I was very motivated because, you know, I was glad that another guy got to harvest it. But um, mm-hmm. I was thinking that was my bird. So this next year, I was very motivated. So I did a lot more of my homework. We saw where the birds were roosting. Um, we set up a blind and um, like I said, we just did our homework a lot more. Which Are, are you are you hunting like in, um, I'm just once again trying to picture Florida, how this would be a little bit different. Is it kind of flat ground, swamps, yes. things like that that you're working That's around? Okay. All that. Yeah, we have we have a couple big creeks that run through the our property. And uh, that and a lot of just like underbrush, a lot of cabbage palms, a lot of just very dense um, woods. You know how you guys have a, like a lot of open areas. There's very little of that where mm-hmm. I'm hunting. Because that's generally where the bigger game uh, hide. Right. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so opening morning, um, the three of us were, were there. Um, my dad did all the calling, which was awesome. He's a good caller. Didn't give himself enough credit, but he, he did <laughs> good with that. Um, so we had two jakes and a hen come from our left side, come into our view. Um, since I haven't ever harvested a turkey, I was going to shoot one of the jakes. Um, and actually, my nephew could have too, but he, you know, he's still trigger shy at times. He loves hunting, but he's, he's shy. So before I was about to pull the trigger, getting everything ready, um, out of our out of our peripheral vision on the right side, a big Tom comes in to meet the jakes and the hen with us. So. I had to turn my gun and everything. Me and, you know, my dad and our, my nephew were really close to each other. So I'm like, you know, bumping their elbows, their legs, everything. We're close to each other. So that was a whole chore in itself. So I, I got everything positioned and it was, you know, it was going crazy. Gobbling and shredding and um, all this probably lasted about a minute, honestly. But um, <laughs> I got a good shot on him. We ran out there and um the rest was history the uh so that bird was um just under 20 pounds it was a 10 and a half inch beard and the spurs were inch and five eighths so oh, i wow. was for my first bird i was yeah thrilled for that yeah that's awesome man so uh Ozzyolas, i mean that's a what, what are those birds um I, i've seen kind of like your pictures you know i don't really know what the difference really is between them and say easterns or any of those type of things do you know any they're, of the difference they're a lot they're real similar they're um they're probably one of the quieter ones i've been told and you can correct me if i'm wrong i've been told like easterns are a little more boisterous um mm-hmm. even if you don't hear an osceola um you can still they they could still be right around you even strutting and everything they just go quiet a lot more um, mm-hmm. for some reason but uh they're just um kind of temperamental um, yeah 
what I've been told. But um, yeah, that's probably the main difference. And they look, uh, their colors a little different, but um, yeah, that's probably the main difference. They're just not as boisterous. Oh, that's really cool. You get your first bird down, and I think the fun part probably about that is having family around with you. So having your your dad there, he's called it in. There's got to be something kind of special about that. Absolutely, it was. Um, and my dad was with me when I, you know, the other that year before he was with me, so he was kind of disappointed for me. So it was uh, it was cool to kind of redeem myself, I guess, with my dad and my. Like I said, my nephew was there this time, um, mm-hmm. which was. Which was amazing. I couldn't have asked for a better setup and everything. God was really good to all of us because, you know, we, even though I was one that harvested that, we all put something into that. And I feel like it's, it's kind of like it was all our bird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, <laughs> I don't think there's a person alive that's turkey hunted that can't. Uh, tell you a time like the first story that you told where he's coming, yes. he's coming, he's coming. And all of a sudden that goofy hen shows up and she has other intentions. And uh, that, that happened. I, I, I took out several people hunting this year and, and one guy in particular, we had this bird just going off gobbling like crazy. But then I heard the dreaded putt and yeah. she worked her way right to him. And I mean, he had to be like only 50 yards away, but we couldn't see him cause it was so thick. And that hen, she had a better angle at him. And, you know, that's just, you know, it's the way it goes a lot of times. But then, you know, whenever it does work out, man, that is just, it's, it's all exciting, you know. And, and it's, uh, it's awesome. I think that's the beauty of turkey. That's what I love so much about it, getting out there with other people and kind of experiencing that together. It's a team hunt kind of thing. I agree with that. I actually, honestly, I probably uh, value and like turkey hunting more than anything else now. Um, mm-hmm. The more I'm doing it... Uh, just because it's, it, you have to do so much, and you can you can move around a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, make a lot more noise than any other animal that I hunt. Um, so I'm becoming more of a turkey hunter, honestly. But um, yeah, I just That's love awesome. being out there. Well, Stephen, any uh, other stories? That kind of any other favorite stories here as we get ready to kind of wrap things up a little bit? Any uh, other Florida critters you've gone after? Any other things that stand out to you? Let me see here. Um, no, the other, the one of the other really memorable ones was where uh, with my cousin Josh being down here um, on that. And he told you that story, but I think that was really cool because, um, you know, again, we were all there uh, just like a, I just feel like it's a team hunt. I know I say that, but um, I think hunting sometimes can be more than just harvesting something, you know. Um, Cause you're out there and you know, you can, whatever faith you have or whatnot, you can always, even if you don't see anything, you know, you can always, you know, pray or read the word or something, you know, you can always get something out of, um, a hunt. Yeah. I know that I, wasn't a story, but that's just, no, 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 absolutely. It is. It is. I mean, and that's the thing it's, it's hunting is so much more than just going out there, sitting, shooting an animal and getting behind it and taking a picture. There's, there's a lot more that goes into it. Kind of like you just said, it's, it's, the beauty of it is if you if you do believe, I mean, you you, you understand yeah. that it's the uh, the creation. So let me ask you, kind of just more of on a on a personal level, sure. you know, what are some things that God has taught you through hunting or being outdoors? Anything that kind of stands out to you as far as just your your how your faith and and hunting connect? Absolutely, I'd say by far the most would be patience. Um, from starting at six years old to even to now, um, you know. If you don't see something, 
uh, that time, you know, there's other times. Um, I think that I, when I was younger, a lot of people, you know, if you don't see something, you get upset. But, um, you know, now, even if I don't see anything, I just thank God for what he's created. And um, everything that you look at, you, you know, you know that God, if you believe, you know, God created all this. And I just think it's amazing just going out there. Um, yeah, I've, I've been a believer since I was a baby so i mean i've been blessed to have you know been a christian been raised around that but um yeah that's kind of how i believe with that mm. no I, th- I think that's great um and that's something i don't think we've talked a whole lot on on this podcast is the idea of patience and the fact that the waiting is uh <laughs> it's uh so important and it's so hard i am an impatient person and we live in a right now sure. kind of culture and I think it's yes. something that God does teach us through hunting is that it doesn't always happen. Um, and when it does, we're not even yes. ready for it. There's so many no. parallels there. <laughs> yes, sir. You're exactly right with that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. I know, I know you got a meeting that you got to run to and everything like that, but those are some—I just love hearing, like, I, I've never hunted in Florida, but you make me want to. It just sounds—even though th- there's the challenge of it, the, the layout of the land is so much different— but um, I appreciate you coming on, kind of sharing some of those and sharing uh, a little bit about your faith and those kind of things, Stephen. I appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. My pleasure. You come down with Josh one of these times. Absolutely. I plan on it. Yeah. I, I, the only hogs I've ever shot were in a pen, and that was for butchering, and it, was, it wasn't as exciting. So I would love yes. to. A wild pig would be awesome. So yes, thanks, sir. Thanks, Ben. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll hope to talk to you later. All right? Okay. Sounds good. That was awesome. Really enjoyed sitting down with Steven and kind of hearing life down in Florida and how they hunt down there. And just uh, it's kind of fun sometimes whenever you hit different uh, different species too and get to talk about gators. That's the first time I think I've heard about that on my podcast and uh, hogs and Osceolas and all that. And, um, you know, I think uh, Florida would definitely be a destination spot that I'd like to go and hunt sometimes just because it's so unique. Uh, just for a second, I just wanted to touch a little bit on what, what Stephen was talking about there with uh, patience there at the end. I kind of started the podcast off that way, being a little goofy, but patience is so huge whenever it comes to to hunting. You know, um, there's a time to be aggressive, of course, but I think the number one thing that most hunters struggle with is having patience, being able to wait, to sit that extra hour in the tree stand or to wait that turkey out just a little bit longer after he's kind of hung up or, you know, whatever the case may be, having a little extra patience goes a long way. And uh, hunting teaches us that, but as Stephen said, so does uh, the Bible. Psalm 27:14 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart, and wait for the Lord. Um, another way of saying it is wait patiently for God, be brave and courageous. And I just think about that. Um, why wait? You know, that's, that's kind of the culture that we live in, right? I could get whatever I want right now. If you have a question, you can get on your phone. You can ask your phone that question. Uh, today, I received the money. I sold a, a turkey that I actually found, a stuffed turkey. Sold that and got instantly paid on my phone. And then I instantly transferred that money into my bank. I don't have to wait to get the money transferred. Um, you know, the culture that we live in, the lifestyle that we live, it's all right now instant gratica- gratification. Um but that's not always a good thing. Um, and I think God uh, gave us this thing called waiting because it teaches us something. It teaches us the value. If you've waited a long time to kill an animal and you, and you do it, 
finally you get it done. That gratification is ten times more than if you would have just got out, gone out the first day and got one. Sure, you'd be happy if you got one the first time, but if you work and you put in that time and that perseverance and and you you learn and you grow as a hunter and that moment comes, it's so much better, so much sweeter. And so the Bible is going to talk again and again about us waiting on the Lord. And so I think what that looks like is sometimes you have prayer requests, things in your life that you're praying for. And, and you pray for them. And if you're like me, sometimes I pray once and it doesn't happen. And I'm like, man, what's going on, God? What's the deal here? Like, I want him to like immediately. It's kind of like a drive through prayer. Like I'm pulling up to the drive through and I say, all right, I want God, I want you to give me this, this, and this. And by the time I get to that window, I'm expecting it. But sometimes uh, God doesn't operate like that. He's more like a slow cook uh, making like a real tasty steak. And you can't rush that. It takes time. It takes your ability to sit there. And sometimes you want to rush out of the restaurant. And sometimes you just aren't willing to wait. And when we do that, usually we mess things up. And so there's a lot of scenarios, maybe waiting for a job or waiting for uh, the right person to come along that you're going to date and marry or whatever. Um, waiting to... to um, you know, waiting to have sex before you're married, that's a tough, that's a challenge for a lot of folks. And so you look at all that, I just think that, that that's why God gives you that instruction. Wait, be strong, be courageous, because he will come through. He might not always answer the way that you would have wanted him to, but he will give you an answer, and it's going to be for your own good. Um, and we just got to trust that. So there's my little message for having some patience. I think that translates big time into hunting. And uh, so I'm not going to keep you waiting. I'm going to go ahead and shut this podcast down and just say thanks for listening so much. I'm always looking for guests. In fact, each week I'm trying to find a new guest. So be nice to have a few up my sleeve. And so if you have any stories, go ahead and send me an email at sheddinglightod at gmail.com. Would love to hear your story. Love to have you come on the podcast sometime and share that. Thanks again for listening. And remember to shed the light.